It is Sam's Sermons for What Do I Do Now? I'm wrapping up the season, but I've still got some great guests on the way. Please stay tuned. Please keep it locked. Subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, in today's episode, I'm actually featuring someone that was referenced last episode. So if you definitely check out Hometown for Brandon Wood, definitely do that. But I'm talking to Vincent Quarles Jr., known in Kokomo as Scooter. What up, man? What's up with you, bro? Man, we good over here, man. I promise we good, and it's good to hear your voice again, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, man, it's been a long time coming, you hear me? Yeah, absolutely, and I'm not even going to, you know, draw it out. So let's just take it back, just like I did in Brandon's episode. Like, let's take it back to that, your senior year, 04, 05 season, man. I want to talk about basketball first. Let's, let's, let's talk hoops real quick, because that team was stacked. That team was special, but it was your senior year. So what's a few things you remember about it, bro? Oh, man, my bros, man. Uh, it just wasn't about uh, – I said my senior year was special just because of uh, the way our junior year was. Uh, my junior year, we started out the season. That was our first time ever starting out 0-7. And uh, we lost every game by a total of those seven games by a total of eight, of, of eight points mm. in seven games. So, that means you got to think about it. we're losing games by one point, two points. My first game, my junior year, I got to, I got to, uh, suspended right before the game. So that senior year was uh, it was special because uh, the six, the six, the six and seven seniors out. It was we all grew up together, but the people that was under us, it was a. Uh, if you remember our our senior year, our our uh, our little highlight tape was called a band of brothers. Yeah, and uh, we went through a lot. That that uh <laughs> that that team right there, we went through a lot of uh things together uh on the court and off the court so we, it, like we we still have a brotherhood to this day like we're all still close friends uh, majority of us if we ever see each other it's still good so that that year was it was it was an amazing year for us that was it was couple of high school that year was the university year yeah no no lie like as someone that that was my year i was actually injured from playing football so i didn't get to play that season but being on the sidelines and watching how special that unit was and B would told me last episode, like he put that team against any Kokomo high school roster of all time. What, what you think about that, bro? Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a good roster right there. It's just a that 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 team. Uh, we we had a lot of heart. We wasn't the biggest team, or we wasn't even the greatest team, but what we had was different. We had we had we had that uh it factor. We had that umph that we had something that nobody had. We had that struggle. So and we we was we was one of the last groups of Wade boys. Yeah. So we we came from we all came from something different, and that's what made it special. Just not just not us like a that JV team that we had, Low Austin and all them that was under. That actually made it better because they they came with a different type of it to it to to apply ourselves for these games. It was all it was always different. It was it just wasn't our senior class, you know what I'm saying? It, it took a lot for us to get where he was, and we messed it up ourselves to make it to that regional championship game and everything. Like, we, a lot of things we put up on ourselves. So that that year was a, that was a fun year, even the whole thing with the drum line. The, it, it was a lot of things that came with it, the team dinners and all that stuff. It was, it was a fun year. And I definitely want to shout out to that roster. You know, he had Alex Anglin, had Matt Clayson, Jack Cole, Trev G was on that squad. Jack Hinks, Jeff Pendleton, yeah, Phil, Phil Walker. Uh, we had we had we had a good we had a good group of guys. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was always it was always fun. Uh, Justin Pugh, yeah. uh, everybody 
We had it was it was it was fun. That that was a uh, I remember talking to I want to say Dallas Richardson played at uh, Lafayette Jeff or we played uh we I don't know I don't know of a high school team that from our from Kokomo that ever zero to twenty five a team in the first quarter. Yeah, we done that. And then every time they say when when they come out to to do warm ups before the JV game. They was playing pig dunk contests during the layup line. It was kind of, it was it was kind of different. So it was all it was always fun. It was always different. Remember uh, that? You do y'all remember when Jeff dunked on that whole team from Tipton? Bro, I was bro. The computer had went out. Let me tell bro. I got a special memory with that, bro. So here's what happens after the first quarter: the computer goes out, so we're not able to take the stats like we normally do. So I got to manually put down y'all stuff. And I'll never forget Jeff's windmill over the entire Tipton Blue Devil team, bro. That's like top three no, dunks I've seen all time, bro. Forget the windmill. Forget the, the windmill was cold. The windmill was cold. The baseline chest-to-chest dunk was with, with – that's, that's what it was. That's what it, that's what it was like, oh, that was – yeah, that, that was real. Like, hold on. Yeah. You know, I, was, I, was, I was hurt that game, really. So it was like I got to see it. I'm looking like, dang! I'm like, hey, he 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 still got it, man. Lansky represented that game, bro. Like he had to yeah. do it. Trev G get his first dunk in the high school game versus McCutcheon. You know what I mean? Uh, we 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 did them zero. I think it was zero to twenty four or zero to twenty five in the first quarter. You know, people. A lot of people never got to see that, but it was always exciting. That's that's what it was like. I don't know. Things change now. A lot of things change. So I really. I, I'm I'm really just still learning and understanding things about the change and the process of how it is. But like when we was in high school, Friday nights was fun. That's when like we were still we still had we still got to be kids. Yeah, and got uh, to enjoy the games, the Friday night football, the Friday night basketball games, the BW threes. Like we got to enjoy those type of things. A lot of people don't get to understand what it was like to put your put your letter jacket on and go to that game. Facts. So, before the game, me and Sean Larry used to chest bump for every game. That was that was something special to us, just because it was like if we didn't do it, it was bad luck. So he always came to every game just to make sure that we do this because it was important to us. But me and Sean have been friends since sixth grade. From Central days, Sean was a great basketball player that never played, and that's one of the that's a secret that a lot of people didn't know, and because he was a great baseball player. Yeah. But like, so we like like the people in the crowd. Like the students and stuff, our student section, that was one of the best things about our senior year because uh Steven on and, and uh Joey and Jacob Fox and all everybody everybody used to come to the games, can like Cameron Selena, those games that mean that meant a lot to them. Like everybody come out and have some fun. And definitely and I think what made that team, especially looking up and down the roster, like because at the end of the day, I think Kogmo's really had like a big guy since maybe Patrick Hopkins. That might be one of the last you big, like, actual big man. Like, the teams we had were athletic as hell, and we going to press you. Like, you're not going to move the ball past half court, like, with no pressure on us. So, I know Coach Wade was not playing with it. We a running jump team. I heard Coach Wade told us this thing one day uh, when it came down our senior year. This is when I knew that we was, uh, we, we, was, we, was a, we was a great team. You know, a lot of teams talk, talk stuff and how it is when it came down to that sectional play, like, after we won that sectional. It wasn't the team like usually coaches and them they change scouting tapes of different teams and stuff like that to to help the other teams go ahead. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the team that wanted to trade scouting tapes or talk about it because they was we was a team that didn't nobody didn't nobody want to play or go against because 
We we had a weird we had a weird style of basketball, and then nobody want to trade Coach Wade to tapes and stuff to play the games because they was like, you got a you got a group of young men over there that that that's uh, truly athletic, and that that was very different for a Kokomo High School team at that time. Definitely. Coming from a Mobby where, like, we'll sit on the ball. Like, I remember watching them games growing up. Like, Coach Mobby, you get run the score up, have a lead, and just sit, just wait there. The, the game going to end eventually, and I got to respect it. But <laughs> Coach Wade definitely understood, like, all right, you know what? We're not going to, like, out-muscle you, but we definitely going to out-hustle you. Yeah, but see, the thing about Mobby and Coach Wade is – uh. Coach Coach Wade's very smart. Uh, that, that's probably one of the smartest men uh, that that I know. Went off the court, off the court, and on the court. Wise, which I don't know about Coach Wade is. Coach Wade was a very special basketball player in the state of Indiana, but also could have been a professional baseball player. Uh, he was drafted and all that. He was a, he was a great player, but he he also at his school he he also holds records in scoring and assists and things too. So his basketball IQ was very high to the game. Uh, bring along Coach Kendrick and Jason Snyder and, and Coach Snyder and them. So it's a it's a different type of thing. And then we had Coach Cox and Mr. Basketball. Yeah, RIP to Coach Cox, man. We got, definitely got to acknowledge him, man, for real. Yeah, he was a, we've been around Coach Cox since we were six, seven years old. Facts. All of it. Yeah. Somebody from Wildcat Basketball, from Ann, from Ann Thatcher, Deanna Hendricks and all them. Uh, any 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 of those basketball players, any of those girls, Tia Davis, them. If you played Carver ball, you grew up around Phil Cox and Paco. Yep. And that's that's what a lot of basketball is about. Just not just not Kokomo basketball. Northwestern, Western, all those guys all played for for Phil Cox and Paco before. So you get that special group of things. But what go back to Marby? Marby taught us as a kid to have a high IQ. Like his 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 thing of basketball was. Kokomo, they, we was never the best because we're a smaller city. So we, but we played that top city schedule. Right. So some you have to, you have to be smarter than your opponent. This is war now, and basketball was you, you was playing chess. You wasn't playing checkers on that on that court. So sometimes you have to get that lead, and sometimes your score would be thirty-two to twenty, but you won that game. Right. And it came to Coach Wade. It's defense always wins games defense is going to win that game but you got to put buckets on the thing but you also want people to be happy and have fun at the games like if you get that dunk go dunk and now the difference in me he, he let us open it up like like he let it, he had to change the game to somewhat of our style because we were different and if you look at it a lot of teams had a lot of young black men but i don't think it was as many as the one that we had growing up and Thanks. that was the difference of basketball, of saying how it was. Everybody seen this, but it was it was the brotherhood of what we had. To if you would have seen some of them dinners that we had with the cheerleaders and stuff at Clayton's house. And <laughs> Trust me, we we know we ain't gotta incriminate nobody at this point in the game. But Clay, yes, <laughs> shout to Matt. But I'm saying like the, it was fun. Like it was, it you would never known like. How close everyone was until you sit there and you come over there. You like, man, y'all goofy. Everybody goofy in the house. Nice. All of, all of goofy. But we we're just kids loving the game, and it was just something that we we wanted to make it to that state. But uh, we Monday Central got the best of it, and yeah. that's just just how it was. But we we fought hard for it. But that that year, I, hands down, like you know, I don't know. 
Damn, I don't want to go back in time. You know, I mean, I grown up. And That's fair enough. Team. Fair enough. But if it's all said and done, I put that team against a lot of people. Even even if we got a rerun of that game versus Monty Central to do things differently, I think mean, it would have been different. We was a team. We, we was a team with a force like Tristan was something else, Bruh, Like he was Tristan, actually teammate. I seen Tristan dunk on somebody with his elbow versus Vogan Sport in the sectional game. The ball, if you, we got the highlight tape, so we we see we 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 press rewind a few times. This is before DVD players was like that. Oh yeah, we on the cat bus running back after the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we in, we in scouting. We in scouting. The ball is rolling down his arm, and he still dunks on this dude. I'm talking about dunks on him with his elbow. My man Tristan was a different breed, bro. Like different. Yeah, like- yeah, like the, the the athletic ability that we had, but then you get this young player. You know, what I mean? my brother, my brother was with this Eddie. Yeah, you know, drove with his. Uh, but then you get this young player, man, Brandon, that was still growing and still coming. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, he he was he was supposed to go to Northwestern, and uh, you get this dog in him. You know what I'm saying? To where now he he getting comfortable. I seen Brandon hit seven threes in one game before. I want to say it was like seven, eight. Yeah. He passing the ball. I'm passing the ball by six of them. He hot. Let's go. Yeah, when, but, once someone got hot, y'all definitely knew where to find the hot hand. That's just what it is. It didn't matter who it was that night either. Clayson didn't miss a three in the corner. I don't care who who's shooting in That lucky game. lefty. He ain't missing no three in no corner. Nope. He ain't missing no three in no corner. So you got to understand the the – the personnel that you have, like I, I know every player on our team. I know, I know exactly what you great at, what you're not going to be good at. I know exactly everything on the court of what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. It's because it's instilled in it. But we all knew each other. We played with each other. So that was the season we had to go to. We had to go to Foster Park to, before the season even started. We was at Foster playing with each other, getting different vibes from each other. Everybody playing. But that's what happened. Like B Wood came alive. It was like, oh yeah, he he gonna he 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 about to he gonna set it off, and you had to put a lot of a uh, uh, a lot of discipline into him because he was coming and like he wasn't a senior, and certain people had to take a role a, a take a role back because he deserved that spot in that starting spot. He, even as as young as he was, he could score. He was coming up, and certain things had to happen that way. People didn't like it, but basketball is not a game. Like we ain't we ain't here to make friends. No, not this at all. Love like basketball was something. A lot of us we grew up loving basketball. Like a lot of people don't love basketball no more the way it is. There's a lot of kids out here that's good at basketball that they don't love it though. Like this technology didn't change things. Like people don't even play basketball like that no more. And the whole game didn't change. So like when you see people like we was called gym rats when we was kids. Yeah, definitely. Now, I look, I look around. Kid got the tablet in their face and the and and the iPhone in their hand at the same time. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's definitely and different. And they playing the game, so it's, it's different. So, like when you see when you start thinking about the past of, of that oh four oh five season, man, that was fun. Like that was, hey, you ain't had more fun than that in a long time. And like DJ and then went down the state. Yeah, but that year was fun. But like the basketball size of how it is, then nobody had no dog like that. Like we we was dogs. Yeah, when it came to stuff like that, like little little Bradford and them little bro, little cousin was good. Like I'm not gonna take that from it all. Little Taylor and them, they was great. But the thing about the years who we was playing, 
we was playing the, the Mike Conleys, the Eric Gordons, the Greg Goldens, the Dominique James. That's, we played them. Yes. Them, like folks that went to D1 programs Jeff immediately Teague, following. Jeff Teague, you know, we, all, all, these, all these dudes in the NBA. Josh McRoberts. All these players in the NBA. That was our schedule, though. That's our schedule. The Dominic James, that's all these all these players that Anthony Pettersburg. We had a rivalry with Mary, and them doubleheader games were so fun. But bruh, the that, and that's a lot of the high schools don't do that now, bro. Like Marion giving us the the boys and girls game on either the same day or a back to back game was love every year. Yeah, because we so didn't like, like them. Yeah, it's different now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a it's a whole different it's a it's a whole different era. You know, like it's it's all different. But yeah. That was that was a great thing, man. That was a great thing. All right, so I'm going to fast forward. You know, you ended up graduating. You went to Ball State, correct? No, I went to Ancilla. Okay, Ancilla. Ancilla College up in, uh, up in Plymouth. Okay. And then ended up having to go down to – I went to Juco there, then ended up coming and going to Ball State, then just ended up not playing basketball no more. So, all right, my question is, when did you know – you were just like, the ball's got to stop dribbling. You know, the buzzer final, my final game is done. The final buzzer, you know, the win, loss, or draw, I'm done with the game. When did you know that was going to happen? Or did you just like, I don't want to hoop anymore? It was a bunch of factors that played into it. And a lot, a lot of them was on my my, my own, uh, my lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? A lot, a lot of it is like, you never stop loving the game, but you know, the NBA ain't coming. I'm short. I ain't going overseas. The things I'm doing is different. You just got to come to realization. And that was 06, 07. And it was like, it's over with. But I still had the passion for it. You know what I mean? I still had the passion for the game. Just like now, like playing the Carver League and the City League and stuff like that. But, you know, just certain things. I, I would have I rather coached or, or inspire other people to do it than just, just to see myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I'm, my IQ for basketball and for sports is very high. Yeah. So, so to understand basketball at different levels, I understand it because I played at all levels now. And then, like, most of my friends all play high level of basketball or sports. So it, we always had good conversations or seen or done other things with basketball. But like it was probably like '06 or '07 when I realized like yeah, it's, it's it's over with. But it was it wasn't like I wasn't giving up on it. It was just I knew my desire, my passion wasn't for it playing it no more it was just i had to i decided to do other things i definitely can agree to that and i think at least with my basketball experience like right after y'all graduated that was coach Wade's last season coaching so then we got coach Baumgartner. then we got coach mccauley like my thing is i saw four different head coaches in four years just like b wood did and the thing is like not having a consistency and not really like i knew i was a role player i rebound and i'm on defense that's it i want to score and nothing like that but going into, like, college and things like that, I didn't see that for myself. So when that last buzzer rang out, you know, I'm just like, you know what? I had fun. This is something I love. Like, I've been doing it my whole life, but I'm not going to do this next level, like, competitively. I'm going to still be play, play ball pickup all the time, especially in Muncie. There was plenty of work that was able to get done yeah. out there. But, you know, just understanding that life is going to change your career. Like, the competition field doesn't end for you, just a different field and scenario that you compete in. Yeah. See Coach Wade, Coach Wade was a different breed. Uh he was special. He was a special coach for us. Uh Coach Wade was uh he was a great coach, a great man. Uh he we we was lucky to have him our senior year. Uh 
he was really he was really out the door on us. But uh, he has, he has a great he has a great family and a great and he stayed he stayed for us. I I know the I know the ins and outs of it, but when it's not too much to be said. But he stayed for our senior year for us though. He he passed he passed on opportunities to to make sure that we all stayed. And because uh, it would have been different for a lot of people, a lot of seniors probably wouldn't have been on the team if it would have been a different coach. Right. So say, the, the certain things that he gave up to further his career for us, it, it, we saluted him. Like we, that's why we we went so hard for him because we understood it. Uh, we know like a lot of us didn't have them other chances if he didn't stay. Right. So it was, it was always it was always a great feeling to have him as a coach and as as a friend of the game. Uh, even even with him having letting Chad be our manager, and uh, it, it was, we had crazy locker room uh, times, and and uh, was being on the basketball team with Coach Wade, so it was, it was always fun. But he made he made sure that we always took together, no matter what. And that's a a, a great you know scenario to actually cross into, because the thing is, and me, and I want to say this personally, is that. When I started to do radio at Ball State and whatnot, while you were sitting there, and I would randomly see you every once in a while, and of course it'd be a head nod, you know, it's all love right then. But I'll never forget when you called into the station, I just finished the show, whatever, and he was like, hey, you doing your thing, bro. I'm like, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Like, it was wild to have someone, not, but my thing is real talk, no one calls into a college radio station. Like, it'd be some random folks, you'd be having your best friend, like, fake calling this, that, and the other, but you literally picked up the phone and said, let me tell this man he doing all right. And I carried that with me, and I want to tell you thank you. So I'm in here 10 years in doing radio, and I'm in Atlanta now, but I'm like, I never forgot that phone call, bro. So when stuff happened, like, I ne- like I'm just like, no, that's my man, and I'm hoping everything works out because you was a solid dude on the court, off the court, after Kokomo, in Muncie, the whole nine for me personally. So I got to thank you for being, like, a, a straight-up big brother me. I appreciate it. You know, you know, you know how hard it was to get that radio station for you and Brad down down in Muncie. You know how hard it was at at that time. Yeah. So so when when you get to hear something that you that that you that you can vibe to and grow with, and seeing someone from where you're from actually getting to help itself and and go to the next level with it, you always salute it. But it, it's different when you got a passion for it, and your passion and your desire for it was different than a lot of people's. And it was it was affectionate. It was uh it, it grabbed it grabbed it grabbed everyone. So I was always I always saluted and I always like to see a person do well. Like I I never been a a person to not want to see someone do well. So when I see when I see someone doing well, it's, it's good to tell somebody they're doing well. You don't always got to knock somebody down. It's good to pick people up. Or not even every once in a while. It's always it's always good to pick people up. And I'm grateful that you have that type of mentality and attitude and outlook on that. So. We're not going to go into super details. I mean, I I don't want to overtell your story because I know you're getting ready to work with Brandon and doing some other things. But, you know, 2012 happens, and it's a situation where you didn't get, you know, everything that you wanted, but it's like, all right, so if I got to do this, I'm going to keep my head up, and I'm going to do what I need to do, and I'm going to use this as a tool to help someone else out. So between you doing the writing with Brandon and putting letters out in the, in the paper and on Facebook, how did that even come about, man? How can I say this? Trouble easy to get into, you know what I mean. Hard to get out of. That's from the that's from the jump. You get what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. that's one thing that we need to understand. It's easy to get into trouble. It's hard to get out of. So when you're looking at it, my whole life, I, I wasn't no troublemaker. I wasn't looking for trouble. Sometimes you got to do what you have to do and understand the situations that come with it. And 
you got to take what come with it. And that's just part of the lifestyle that I live. So I can't fault no one and be mad at anyone but myself to see the if you speak a lot, a lot of things happen because you say it and you speak it into existence. People don't believe it, but it's, it's actually true to a, to a standpoint. If you say you're going to do this every day, it's going to happen. Even though it might not happen then, it's going to happen. But I always said that I will always help people, too. Now, don't get me wrong. A negative thing happens, but positive comes with negative. And I've, I've always wanted to help people. I've always helped people my whole life. Uh, I always, I always try to be selfless. I know what it's, I know what it's like to have nothing. I know what it's like to have everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I try to understand everyone's situation. And when I thought of my situation, now it's different because it's on my, it, it's, it's on my end. And uh, the game was, people, people tell you a lot about the game, but then they don't tell you about prison. Okay. And this what it, and that's when the reality hit. When you got to sit in there yourself and. It's 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 kids in prison. Myself, I was a kid myself. If you think about it in the, in a standpoint of when you've never been in trouble, and your first time being in trouble, you get sent to prison, or you you fighting you fighting trial for sixty five years of your life. Right. And people can be the toughest people in the world. Saying, "Oh, I wasn't nervous." Man, I was scared. Period. That was a scary feeling. But I got to take what comes with it because I did what I did, and I'm not proud of what I did. But you gotta, it, it happens. So you gotta, you gotta go on and learn from it. And if learning from it, having me have to sit down and do that time and that time, I, I became a man. I wasn't even a man yet. Like I was, I was making mistakes. I was doing all these things. I would blame everyone else. I done, I done all type of stuff that, man. I don't know. I, a lot of people still got a lot of love for me. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate it because at that point in my life, I was doing bad. I was I was down and out, and it took me to go to prison to learn the things that I had all these goals already before prison, and I just never applied them. Right. So now when I got that time to sit there and learn myself, I, I had to learn myself in and out. You know what I'm saying? Like you know how hard it is to admit your faults. Like it's it's a pride thing, and you be like, man, I messed up. Like I, and once you start learning that. The rest of it, it just falls into place when you start living right, when you start doing the right thing. And I was I was doing wrong, so I kept getting wrong. But now when I'm doing right, like I made mistakes even in there. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not perfect. You know, that's one thing I'm never going to tell you. I'm, I'm not perfect, period. Yeah. And for someone who thinks they're going to do this and do that, like this is what I'm going to tell you. It's a bunch of little kids out here that could do a lot of things, not even little kids, even adults, but they don't apply themselves. Even when you got to start small, like I had to start small, you know what I'm saying? Like now this is, I'm, I'm from the ground up from the mud right now yeah. from my situation. And then you come home to Corona and that, all this is different. Right. None of this. Right. This, of this is, that's, I hadn't even thought about that for you, man. Like the outside ain't outside the way it was when you went in. Yeah, nothing different. Like I lost everything. My grandparents, my friends. A lot of a lot of things happen. You you start learning who your who your friends is. Uh, people start people will write to you, but you know people still live live their life. But no one told me that when you go to go to prison, uh, you can't you can't use the phone when you want. You can't you can only order you can only order food this time when you want. That 
all these different things. Somebody telling you to shut up, that you lose, you lose your last name, you just a number. No one told me these things. You know what I'm saying? Just because I, I wasn't planning on ever going there. Right. But if I tell you these things or what it is or what it's like that when I called home on Easter to tell my family Happy Easter and my brother tell me that my grandma passed, man, you don't even know that type of feeling and that you can't be there. You know, like you have, you got no control. That's one thing you got no control over. Nothing. You have no control in there. Like everything that you want to do, you you can't. If you you feel like you got all control in the world, you don't. And that they take it from, and it's for a reason. Like I never looked at it the way that the I looked at it after I'm sitting there. Like right. when I'm sitting there, I'm looking at the paper that I'm writing, and then it says I'm in an Indiana Department of Corrections. Right. That's that's where I'm at. I'm in I'm in prison. The key word in the Indian Department of Corrections is correction. Now, you take the shun off and you got correct. So you're there to correct your errors, your mistakes, your faults. Like, you're going to have all these things. People think that you fail. Like, if you fail, you can't. You, you, that's just, it's just over with. That's just, it's just it. No, life, is, life is, is full of failures, but the failures is just lessons. It's, it's so, so you won't make that mistake again. That's all it is. It's a lesson to grow from. And that's what I'll try to do with the blogs, with the writing and me and Brandon telling us things. Because look at the world. People, they want everybody to go against each other and do all these things, but really just come together. Like, you, it's, it's a lot of young women out here like, look, look, it's a black, it's a black, it's a black vice president. It's a woman. People, you can do what you want now. Like, you can do whatever you put your mind to. It's just, you got to apply it. A lot of us don't apply it. So if I'm telling you, it's it's a place for everyone. If you don't want to apply, it, they got a bed for you. It's, it's right there. I'm they don't they don't make sure you get in it. They don't make sure they, they keep you from your family. They don't they don't make sure they do everything to try to to break you. But if I'm telling you this from my firsthand experience, all I can do is tell you is what you do after that is on you. If if it helps one person or if it helps thousands of people, I've I've done what I'm supposed to. Because if, if I feel like someone would have told me, maybe I would have made better decisions. But all the decisions that I made was on my own. No one's at fault but myself. That's that's what it that's what it all comes down to is itself. That you if you want to get to where you got like anywhere, it's it's on how you gonna push yourself. I can't I can't make you be the best radio personality person if you don't wanna be your best the best radio personality person Sam. That's just it. That's real. I'm taking all this in because not only is it from someone I admire, someone that I really believe is going to make a difference. And I think this uh, second act of your life right now and, you know, you home and even in a COVID situation where things is definitely not the same, that you're going to make a difference, man. And it's just like I'm just taking it all in. I'm soaking all this in because not the simple fact that I literally haven't talked to you since that phone call, but off like strength of knowing that, You've been doing everything you possibly can from where you were and where you are currently to make the world a better place. I, I truly know you're getting ready to do something special, man. Yeah, like I, you know, everybody, I know, I know my place. A lot of people don't know who they who, who they are. Like I know who I am. I'm, I'm not, a lot of people say contentment is, is not good or not. I'm not content. I'm just, I, I know what I want and I know where I want to go. Hey, but I know it doesn't come overnight. It comes in short, short spurts and goals. So I, I try to do it that way. You, you know, uh, did you come back for the 
for 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 the throwback game, the the first the first game back for No, the, man, that's I my schedule had messed up, but I'm coming back so, for the next one. Understand I'm in there. So you know, I, I thought of this sitting there we talking on the phone like I hear other schools doing it, but like we're the biggest school. And it's good to see all the Kokomo players get back together and all those things. Like that's fun for me. Like to see everybody cuz that's the that's 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 what everyone did. Everyone, everyone needs basketball is what brought a lot of people together in Kokomo, right there in the middle of the city, right there in Memorial Gym. Yes, sir. That's what that's what that's what brought everybody together. Watching them girls, the girls have had a great team. So like to see to see people come together as they get older, and you see they have kids and everything. That's 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 what it's that's what it's about. Like a lot of people don't. I don't. I don't see. I don't see no type of other things. I, I see us all together, regardless of how. How how the world is going? We all if we all together, we strong. It's it's a mold. Like I I just seen a lot of person different personalities where I just came from. You ever seen uh you know what a mosaic is? Yeah. The 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 little colorful beautiful thing in in the churches. Yeah. Right. That's how many personalities it is where I just came from. So you got to learn to deal with people differently. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like you got you got to learn you got to learn the different things the the likes and dislikes and. So when we sitting there talking about bringing everybody together, I know everybody don't don't like certain things with you know, what people do or how they're doing it or what side of the city is going to be on. But the fact is, you pick people up. That's that's what we're here to do. We're here to pick each other up, not knock each other down, regardless of who they are or what what's been said or what's been doing. People worry about the wrong things instead of worry about themselves and how they gonna help the next person grow or help yourself grow. Mentally, a lot of people still still small minded and don't see the big the bigger picture is to be happy. I'm I'm just happy. I'm at peace. So now when I get to be at peace, like I don't got no worries. I worried for a long time. Now I'm here to be a warrior for all of it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm here to make sure that we go to the next level. It's it's more things still to come. For all of us, for for everyone, and we going you gonna enjoy, it, you gonna see it. It's 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 about all of us, about doing the things that we know is, we're supposed to do, and that's that's the fun side of all this. Because I tell people, prison prison made me a man. I was a boy when I went to prison, and I'm not saying I wasn't a, a young man when I went, but my thinking was wrong. Everything that I did was wrong. But I had to own up to it. You know what I mean? Like when you when you have to own up to things and you have to apologize for something that you've done, not everybody ain't gonna like that because you just apologize and they don't care just because you apologize because you hurt them already. Right. But to get that peace and know that you did that part, I can't I can't make you not be mad at me. I can't make you wanna wanna be my friend again or however that goes. But I know I I did my part. So now I go forward. I can't go backwards. Backwards ain't gonna give me nowhere but the wrong thinking. Right. So when you go forward with the process of your life, like you're not gonna go back to the same argument that you had with somebody ten years ago just just for the sake of it. Because now I'm looking at my conversations as this. Your conversation's not doing nothing for me. It's not helping me grow. It's not helping the people around you grow. So we're not going to have this conversation. Right. And that's where thinking, my thinking has changed. And it actually helped me think for the better because you take those negative things away from you and surround yourself with great people. And, and the people that's thinking just like you, 
really just giving a lot of jewels right now, man, and I'm just taking it all in. And it's refreshing to hear, but it's just like when you know you got love for somebody and you can tell they are where they need to be and operating in what they need to be operating in. I'm just sitting back just like, man, it was an unfortunate situation that it came from, but something really great came from it. And I'm I'm proud of you, man. Like, I, I want to tell you personally, I'm proud of you. And a lot of people that are listening to this right now from Kokomo, from Muncie, from Indy, that know you are also proud of you too, man. So I know if you get that love the way you deserve it, but I'm going to tell you right now straight up, man, got love for you. I love you. I'm proud of you, man. I appreciate it, man. I love you too, man. I can't wait to see you again. You know, we always have fun. Forever. You, you remember? W times, man. We've been partying. You <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, B Rad been, been. You don't know how long B Rad been around. Brad, man. my man, since UAW parties. It just, it just happened. I could link you together. Y'all get a radio station, huh? Yeah, it, we doing something, man. We still working. <laughs> That's still the bro. It's beautiful to see, you know, us becoming men yeah. in our own time yeah. and everything yeah. on, our, on our schedule, man. Because, again, you can't rush the process. No, you can't. You got to trust it. You got to trust it. Definitely. Yeah, you got to trust it, man. Sometimes, sometimes the slow, sometimes the slow process is the best process. You hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That slow grind gets things done correctly. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you got to take it back to the basics, foundation, <laughs> and build up on top of that thing. Yeah, you can't build it on sand. You hear me? Yeah. You can't build it on sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it a rock. You got to have a good strong backbone. You got to have a, a good. A lot of people don't want to have a good supporting cast. Like I don't, I don't think people supporting cats. I think we're a team. I think we all won. And when you put uh, 50, 50 rocks in a in a bag, and just considering that the other bag only got one rock, yeah, fifty of us way stronger than that one because we got a lot of different thinking that we could put together. You get to grow and get to understand, get this knowledge about all this. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a what's to come is it's gonna be fun. It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of things still to come that's gonna that's gonna surprise a lot of people. But it's it's one it's one that it's for the city, you know what I mean? It's for Kokomo, it's it's for for ourselves. Yeah. I, I want to self grow as a man too. I still got a lot of goals and things I want to do, but it's for the for the city. That's for a lot of people who don't think that they got no hope. I don't. I'm here to give you hope. I I've, I've been in the, I've I've been down. I've been I've been lost. You know what I'm saying? I I know what it feels like to sleep with somebody on my couch and look at your daughter and be hurt. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. nothing. Not knowing, not knowing, not knowing what's gonna happen at at six o'clock at the court. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't ain't no telling what they're gonna say. It could it could have been 55 years. It could have been no years. Definitely, man. You getting ready to celebrate a birthday this year, and you you on the outside now. How special is that birthday gonna mean? Cause it's you know it was it was just you was in four walls, you know, for for an extended period of time. So, how special is that going to be for you? Ah. Uh. I'm blessed. I can't wait, you know. But at the same time, is uh, it's still a lot to come. It's still a lot to grow from. Uh, it's a, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still trapped on the little thing that I'm doing right now, which is nothing but to to be home and to be able to celebrate um, with my family and my friends and see my daughter and them grow. That's the best thing. That's the best thing. Like my family, I got a great family. You, know, you do, man. You do. I got some great friends. I got some great friends. You know, they, that, that that rode that ride with me. That ride wasn't easy, but they stuck with me. You know what I mean? My my friend. I got a couple. I got a couple of good friends, and they they know who they are. Like I don't even gotta say it. Like like they know what it is. I'm talking about that six. That six and a half real. That, that six and a half seven years. That was real. 
I'm talking about struggle. Like I done seen I done seen my friends lose, I done seen my friends win, I done seen my friends lose again and bounce back, lost it all, bounce back. And it grew to great young men. Some of them got married, some of them were being pastors and things now. Like a lot of other things changed. Yeah, yeah. Just to be out and to celebrate a birthday, like, man, as long as I get an ice cream cake, I'm cool. <laughs> I ain't mad at that, bro. I'm not mad at that. But I, when you got out, what was the first thing you did, man? You want the truth? I want I want the truth, bro. If if you can't tell it to me, you can't tell it to no one else, bro. I want the truth. Oh, I can't speak the truth, man. Ain't, ain't no lie. Man, some <laughs> okay. people told me, man, I had 24 hours, man, to, to 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 do what I want. Man, they tricked me, man. As soon as they found out about my lawyer called me, told me if I can get to where I was going, man, they was gonna come get me, man. Whoa. I went straight to the probation office, man. I ain't get to do <laughs> they was trying to hem you up to bring you right back. First place I went, though, like, uh, they called when I was on the road coming back. Like, right when I got back in Kokomo, he called. So the first thing I did, all, all jokes aside, like, you know, me and my daughter, relationship very important. That's a, that's my only that's my only child, Kiesa. Right. And uh, I, I put her through a lot, and she had to grow up fast. But that's that's my that's my princess. That's my queen. That's my, she my everything. And, uh, First thing I did, she she thought she seen a ghost. First thing I did was man, go pick my daughter up and kiss her, man, and hug her. That was the first thing I did. That's the first thing I did. I went and got my daughter. Because how do you tell a kid that you leaving? How do you tell a kid that you back home? Right. Because it's a it's a it's a different situation. So but that's, that was a, I ain't eat nothing. It didn't do. I went. I went and got my daughter. Like that's my. That's my baby. That's my. That's 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 that's, that's him. Like me and her. We. That's my. That's my baby. Baby. Like she's she about my height now. So it was, like, it was, it was hard picking her up. And then she she got the age where she thinks she see a woman. So oh man, <laughs> her, her face when she see me, it was like she seen a ghost. She wanted to cry. It was all crazy, but it, I was blessed to see my daughter and go get my get my daughter. And then they put this right on my bracelet. Ten minutes later, man. Well, so, I'm just I'm glad she has her dad. I know that's a something that I'm not saying we didn't see a lot of growing up, but I know how active you are with your kids and with your family and with your nieces and nephews. And I know that's special because me being an uncle. I get it. I don't have my kids my own yet, but when I get around my nephew, it's like nothing else matters. So it's fun. I'm, it's it's a lot of fun. Being an uncle is great. Being a godfather is great. But I I can only imagine what being a father and actually being there for her now has been like for y'all both, man. Yeah, man, it's fun. Uh, being a being a parent, you know, when you growing up watching your watching your parents, you you see your you don't realize until you get older. That you you see your parents grow with you as you growing. You get what I'm you right. understand what I'm saying? Yeah, your parents are still kids at the same time. Not not saying they were kids, but you seeing them grow into the the parents that they are. Right. So my daughter seeing me growing, doing better things now. Like it's a, it's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I love to see my nieces and nephews just because I I know what it's like. I know what it's like not to not to have that type of love. You know what I'm saying? My mom and them always love me, so that's why I always want to get the same love back and try to give it more to because. Kids ain't being kids no more. They don't even they don't even know what it's like to to watch Hey Arnold, man, on the weekend. <laughs> you know 
Saturday Seven. night, bro. Yeah. yeah. And then we play hango seek at night, man. Chill on the chill on the curb, man, on Taylor Street sometime. Like they don't know nothing about that. At all. They don't know nothing about like what, what life really is, you know what I'm saying? So they have it. Some of them be knowing that some of them be cousins, don't even know they cousins. They sit there they, I don't know what it is, but when you get them all together and get to see them smiling, having fun, that's the best part of, of being a dad, an uncle, a godfather, anything, seeing them kids smile. Like, a lot of people ain't smiling no more. So when you see someone smile, it's fun. Like, it, 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 that's an enjoyment within itself. You don't really got to give them nothing. It's the love a lot of a lot of kids and a lot of people want. A lot of a lot of people out here broken and like like hurt, like what got fake smiles on. You see them doing all this other stuff, but really deep down they hurt. They don't want to tell nobody though. That's why they want to put on this this mask. I know about that mask. Yeah. So I'm here to hope. I'm here, I'm here to make everybody make these kids happy, make these people happy. Like once you once you happy with yourself and you love yourself, you can love anyone. But how can you love someone if you don't love yourself? Exactly that. I can talk your head off for the next two hours with with the stuff we can go back and forth on. But man, I'm just again, I'm glad we were able to get on the line. I'm glad you accept the invitation because folks ain't gotta rock with you. But I'm glad that you just supporting me from the very, very jump, bro. It's ten years this month that I've been doing radio, so it's just special to talk to someone that was there literally on day one. It's always gonna be love, man. It's all love. I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna be there as long, as long as they got me on this earth, man. I'm always gonna do this. You, it ain't. This is this small things. We still got good. We still got great things to come. The biggest effects right there. Y'all know him as Scooter. If you, I'm not like that's that's how I know him. But his name is Vincent Quarles. This man is an establishment, not just in the Kokomo basketball community, but in his own community, like in his own neighborhood, he's been making a difference from behind the wall. So, man, I'm glad you home. I will see you next time I come home. Tell your brothers, tell your sisters, tell your moms, and to everyone I said hello. We are going to link up soon, bro. Already, man. I love you, man. Keep your head up. I'm proud of you. Keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, a lot of people going to hit this, and they know the great things that you're doing. So I'm proud of you. I salute you. Man, I appreciate that, man. I really do. And we are going to link up real soon. Is there anything you want to leave lasting impressions? Is there anything you want to leave with the listeners right now? Because this is by far the deepest conversation I probably had thus far on the podcast, but this one went so deep into so many different directions. What's one thing you want to make sure the listening audience gets from you and listen to this whole episode, which is going to be properly titled Hope? Uh I don't really got too much to say. It's a, uh, you know, I was blessed to get this this second chance. So I know a lot of people don't think people deserve second chances or second chances are what what they are. This is what I, this is what I know. It's what you do after the mistake or the the failure that people do is what you show. It's what you do, how you walk, how you talk. Sometimes you just gotta show. Leading, forget the talking. I'm gonna show you. Got you. And that's what I want you to know. Like, let my, let my actions speak. My actions been doing it this whole time, so I'm going to let my actions keep speaking. Scooter, I appreciate you joining the podcast. Y'all stay tuned in next Monday for another incredible episode of What Do I Do Now? Make sure you're following. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you tell somebody about this episode. It's going to change your life.